Hey, uh, boys and girls, welcome to Trucking After Hours. Just me. I told you guys we're just going to take it a little easy this summer. I'm going to record a show when I feel like recording a show and I have something cool to bring you guys something cool. Otherwise, we are going to be uh, knocking them out every week over at Our Family Camping. We're having fun with that. I gotta tell you, the Castle Curator and I went for a little walk this evening out on the curb. You know, people put free stuff out on the curb, stuff they're trying to get rid of. They bought new furniture, they bought new whatever, and they just put their junk out on the curb. If you're watching this on Facebook, where I am uh, putting it out on uh, the Trucking After Hours page, check out these chairs. I have this corner of the office, and uh, to the left of me is the old uh, pickup box desk that I made several years back. This part folds down and it folds into a desktop. I've got an office chair hiding on the other side. But uh, these cool, I'm going to tilt the camera down so those of you watching can check it out. These crazy things, check them out. These were just sitting on the curb for free and they are in uh, really, really nice shape. So uh, shoot, it, it was just right down the street. Picked them up one at a time, carried them home. I gave them a quick wipe down, and here they sit in the studio. And as I say, I have always wanted to be able to use this corner of the studio. I just think it's an awesome setting. My desk is here. I've got some cool uh, artwork up here. I need to do something about the seams here, but that's easy to deal with. But now I can put this corner to some better use other than folding open the desk and doing my bookwork. Let's see if turning this off might help a little bit. And it does. There we go. Straighten out the lampshade because that looks a little crooked. Hey, we're in business. So what is on my mind tonight for trucking after hours? I got two things going on in my mind. Uh, one is a new vehicle in the Ballard driveway. We'll get to that in a minute. The other thing I wanted to talk about, the new Ford Bronco and all of the hoopla over that. And I do have to say, I have been out online looking around, checking out pictures. Uh, by the way, if there's any problem with sound quality, give me a little click and let me know, but I think you should be able to hear this okay. But I've been online checking out pictures and equipment and things, and uh, not that I'm interested in one, but it is Bronco coming back, and I'm curious. I, it's, it's too small for my needs and what I want to tow and what I want to do, and it's more money than I'm ever going to spend on a vehicle, I can tell you that now. But here was the interesting thing, is you had the COO over at Ford talking smack against the Jeep on how they're going to give the uh, uh, the Jeep Rubicon and, and the Jeep pickup and all of those a big run for their money with the new Bronco. And yes, it might be a, a competitor in some ways, but there's a lot of things it won't do. And, and as I'm looking around and trying to find what I can on the new Bronco, number one, it's a unibody. As far as I can tell, it's not sitting on a frame. If it's not sitting on a frame... Uh, body lift and things like that are out of the question. Suspension part upgrades are a little bit of an issue. Uh, being able to twist and fold is a little bit of an issue. Rock climbing and things. There's rumors that it might possibly have a straight axle in the back. The front is most likely independent, but we don't know. As far as I know, Rubicon is still straight axle, front and back. Certainly superior for rock climbing and uh, slower off-road maneuvers and tough as nails. But the biggest difference between the two and what is always going to be the advantage of the Jeep is those cheap plastic fenders that stick out beyond the tires. You can take them off. You can get thinner fenders to be uh, semi-street legal and uh, run the road, and hopefully they will leave you alone. We have a lot of people doing it around here. 
the catch being with that Bronco, as wide as that body is, you go articulating and rock crawling, you've got a much better shot of body damage. So I don't think it'll ever really be a strong competitor against the Jeep. It'll be a neat, neat rig, but the Jeep has its cult following. The Jeep is always going to be unique to do things that only Jeeps can do. And, uh, hey, good luck, Ford. I'm excited to see the vehicle. I've been following their uh, stock prices this week, and and I don't get it. I don't know why Ford is trading at 6 bucks a share, and Tesla is over 900 That That just floors me. But it is what it is. <laughs> You've been hearing us talk about Trucker's Edge for a good four years now. They've been great friends of the show, and we are proud of our affiliation with Trucker's Edge. Again, Trucker's Edge powered by DAT, only the best load board in the industry. More loads, more brokers. You can get days to pay. You can get credit scores. You can get 15-day lane averages. You can even get tri-haul services. You can cancel it at any time. But here is the coolest part. Go to truckingafterhours.com slash edge or just go to truckingafterhours and look for the ad in the sidebar. You can sign up there for any one of their three plans absolutely free for 30 days. So run that out for uh, 28 days. See what you think. If you don't like it, cancel it. We think you'll like it. We think you'll stay. And again, truckingafterhours.com slash edge, or just go to the website and check it out, guys. We know you will be happy. Another thing on my mind this week and last week, the castle curator and I have, uh, we've done a couple of camping trips and, you know, sometimes these subjects might be more camping podcast stuff, but I think they're more gearhead stuff and I don't want to take them there. And this is a conversation I'd rather have with you guys. And it is about pickup trucks. And, you know, we have the, or had, I should say, the 07 Trailblazer. I've had it a couple, almost three years. Great car. I'll tell you what, when you buy a vehicle with 160,000 miles on it, no matter how good a shape it's in, you hook up a trailer and you're going to find the weak points. And yeah, we did replace some uh, tie rod ends and some, uh, both front bearings we've replaced. We've replaced uh, sway bar bushings, all those things that wear out when you stress them. But here's the deal. It's rated at 4,000 pounds towing. Our trailer, 21 feet, full-size travel trailer, not a tent trailer, uh, weighs in at about 33 by the time we get all of our gear in it and some gear in the truck and get us in it. We're well over that 4,000 pounds. There's no doubt in my mind. So whatever we do, we are maxing that trailblazer out every time we go camping. No big deal when we go oh just around here, but what if we want to go a little farther? What if we want to stretch out to uh, Yellowstone or Idaho or the West Coast or Nashville or wherever we want to go? I'm not sure. I, I just don't know if I want to take it quite that far. So there are some concerns there. The other concern is even with the weight distributing hitch and the sway bars, when the wind blows, you feel it. It knocks you around. You know, a headwind is just going to kill your mileage, but it's going to cruise easily. But uh, you get into a side draft and on a windy day where a pickup truck, I might, you know, just forge my way through. I know what I'm doing. On that, I'm, I might just have to park and wait it out. So we've really been talking about, let's upgrade to a pickup. I'm partial to, I, I guess when I look at the later model stuff, I'm the most partial to the Ford. So we've been eyeballing, uh, oh, say 2010 to 2012 or so, used F-150 with a lot of miles left on it, a really good condition. 
We found a 2012 F-150 Super Crew, beautiful truck, EcoBoost engine, 66,000 miles. Beautiful truck. We took it for a test drive, and I have never driven the EcoBoost before, but holy crap, you hit the throttle and you go. Now, I do have to say I'm a little bit gun-shy of all of the technology in that EcoBoost. My supervisor at work has one. I believe hers is a 2011. And she's got almost 200K on that. They've pulled a travel trailer that's way too big for the truck more than once, and it does fine. She blasts that thing up and down the freeway every day coming to work, and she's got a like a over an hour commute. So she's blazing that thing up and down the freeway. As I read about the earlier EcoBoost, the 2012 being one of them, they are a direct injection fuel injection system, and they have some serious EGR. That's how they get through the smog control. The problem is if you don't drive it like you stole it, you do build up carbon on the bottom of the valves, in the compression chamber, in the heads, you build up carbon. Now, how do you eliminate carbon in a normally aspirated engine or a lot of turbocharged engines for that matter? You add a little bit of fuel additive, uh, say seafoam or something like that, and it slowly kicks the carbon loose, blows it out the tailpipe. Problem solved. Not so in the EcoBoost. In the EcoBoost, the problem is if it builds up in carbon, you can't run an additive that goes back through the turbo and it it will probably take your turbo out. And they even mentioned in the book and Ford and all of their uh, advisories say, do not use a fuel additive with the EcoBoost. So it's a great engine for towing, for cruising. I fire up and I go five miles to work and I go five miles back. And uh, when a job opening comes up at another mill, I will ask for that job and I will go two miles to work and two miles back. So I might go three weeks at a time and not warm that thing up. So I do have to take it out on the freeway and blow the smoke out of it if that was what I ended up buying. So we discussed the pros and the cons, the castle curator and I, and then we went in to negotiate. Uh, It was just too far apart. It's way too much money, uh, way over what we wanted to spend. And I am am still just a bit gun shy of that EcoBoost. I think it's a great engine and I think it's proven itself well. When you go on the forums and you watch what people complain about, nobody goes on the forums and says, nothing's wrong with my truck. I've had it for 150,000 miles. No problems at all. You never hear that. You hear, oh, this is bad. Oh, this is bad. Oh, this is bad. All you hear is the negative. It was true back in the day of the forums, and it's true in the day of Facebook groups. So you have to take all of those with a grain of salt. There's just more there than I want to own, and it was more money than I wanted to spend. So we ended up passing on that. We looked around a little further and we found a 2010 F-150. And that one is, a, it was kind of funny. It, it's an XLT Lariat mega cab loaded to the hill. Beautiful truck, right at 100K, but it, it shows signs of a very good life, a good Carfax, a lease for two years, and then one over honor for the remaining eight so uh, it has a good history, good service records behind it. The, you know, to the dealer every four or five thousand miles, get the oil changed, as recommended in the book. What I like about it is it is the five point four, it is the three fifty five gears, it is the heavy towing package. The best I can tell, that thing's rated somewhere around eighty eight hundred pounds tow rating. You know, a dealer can print up kind of a window sticker thing at the dealer, and they did in this case, and uh, he showed me that. 
but it's missing some of the things I want to know. And granted, you can go to the, in the door of your vehicle, in the driver's door jam, you'll find that white sticker with your tire pressure and all that stuff on it. Well, if you look at that, you can decode that sticker based on the year and you can get the gear ratio and those things. Uh, you can find out a lot about your vehicle. So I was decoding that. This vehicle does also have the, the park assist system. It doesn't park the truck. It just has a little backup warning that goes off if you get too close to something. And it has a backup camera. Now, where would the backup camera be? The back bumper? No, it's in the tailgate, which is kind of weird. What if you remove the tailgate? So I'm digging around in there and in the back of the truck in a little compartment under the back seat, I find this little envelope and it's the cap to plug the backup camera cable should you remove the tailgate so it stays clean and protected. And in there, all neatly folded up in like 16 was the original window sticker. So it's like, now I get to know exactly how this truck was equipped. And really the only thing, thing on it I'm not really happy with is it is 355 gears with a limited slip axle. I really don't need the limited slip on a four-wheel drive. Um, it's just nothing I need, and it does cost you just a hair in mileage, not much. But we ended up pulling the trigger on that. Uh, the cool thing here is I see the original window sticker. And uh, yeah, we, we saved just about $30,000 for somebody else putting that first 100K on it and taking good care of it. I have no problem with that. We saved a ton of money, bought a nice truck. Now I can pull that anywhere we want to go. And it's not even going to know our trailer is there. So I'm really excited about that. I just kind of wanted to touch bases with you guys, have a little bit of fun, tell you what's going on over here, talk a little uh, crap about new trucks, used trucks. We saw some cool stuff out there when we were looking at used trucks, but uh, we really focused on what's going to tow, half ton, no three quarters. I really didn't care about all the bells and whistles. I needed two keys. I needed a heater. I wanted air conditioning. I wanted something with gears to tow beyond what we have. We don't plan on getting anything else, but I just like to have margin. I can load up anything we want in that thing, and off we can go. I only have one beef and that is on and i don't know if it's on all of the 2010s because i really don't pay attention to a whole lot of things that new but the truck bed on the on the sides where you have you know the the top of your bedside and you got a stake pocket front stake pocket back uh it has a tonneau cover on it that, that folds back rolls back and has you know bars through the middle of it so in the winter time snow builds up it's not going to sink in the middle and it is Green Bay. Snow will build up. Stake pockets. I want to build a rack. It's only a five and a half foot bed. I can't put a 10 foot kayak in the back of that towing our trailer. I want to be able to take my kayak camping. So I go online and I find all of these cool, you can build them out of a two by fours, really nice. Just two post rack, put a ladder up there. I could put the kayak up there. Boom, we're off and rolling. That's all I want that rack to do. Only time I want it to go in. The catch is, I've got these beautiful vinyl rail protectors over the top, and they were factory with the truck. I thought they were a part of the tonneau package, but they're not. They came with the truck. Apparently, from everything I read, there are stake pockets under there. They just didn't put them in that plastic cover. So I have plan A, go through the hassle of removing the tonneau, removing those covers, and looking to make sure there are stake pockets under there. And there's a bed liner in it, so I'd have to pull that loose to, to see everything. Or 
take everybody's word for it. And I go online and I look at YouTube videos and there's a bunch of people showing, well, you measure from this corner to here and from this corner to here, and then an inch out from the edge. And that puts you in the center of the stake pocket. Just drill a hole, run a router around the stake pocket, which I don't mind doing. I can put a router bit on my Dremel uh, for that front pocket because it is close to the cab. I could run a regular router on the back. That would be fine. So I have no problem doing that. But what I want to know, and maybe one of you guys know, 2010 F-150 Mega Cab, five and a half foot box. Are there stake pockets underneath that beautiful plastic cover that I really didn't care about? Let me know if you've ever encountered that. If you've ever punched a hole in that, I would love to hear from you. Meanwhile, guys, I will publish this uh, Monday morning right there on uh, uh, Trucking After Hours feed. Keep that up and going. And I don't know how often we're going to do one of these. This is going to be like Todd McCann. I'm going to do it when I feel like it and when I have something to bring you guys. Every week we are going to focus all summer long on doing the camping show. And we're going to try and stay at least a week ahead. So when we get a feather up our you-know-what and decide to go camping, we're gone. Don's gone the night. They took a three-day weekend because he has tomorrow off and, and they're camping. Uh, Chris and I will be back. We have some fun stuff for uh, our family camping. Now, here's the plan. I will leave this video on Trucking After Hours Facebook group. I'll record the camping show at least one more week live here, uh, but I'll make that one disappear tomorrow. And I'm still really thinking the live on that will probably be YouTube because that's where the camping audience is. I have done very little on the website. And really, I'm slacking this summer. I have stuff I want to do, projects I want to do in the garage, projects I want to do on the new pickup. Uh, honeydew things to do around the house and just have some fun maybe get back into a little fly fishing now that i found a couple of cool places to go so i'm going to coast this summer but we will be here we will be doing podcasts we will be finding some cool stuff for you answering your questions as best we can so hey reach out easiest way is feedback at truckingpodcast.com that email goes boom right to google i love it and we'd love to hear from you guys so uh hey let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear about next. Stay safe. Shiny side up. God bless. My life is drowned in a firm routine of coffee, sleep, and work. I am not boring. I just stick to what I know. Oh, I am not boring.